Welcome to the Governance Podcast with me, Mike Simmons, and for the third time in a row, me, Dawn Harrison. Great to have you back, uh, Dawn. I wanted to mention the fact that this podcast is a partnership at the moment between the Diocese of Chichester and Chelmsford. That's got their names out there. Uh, <laughs> we're hoping others will be joining us over the near, over the future. Um, but of course, we're talking SIAMs, and most podcasts anyway are appropriate for any diocese across the country. And of course, um, as well, Dawn is from Liverpool, Liverpool Diocese. Which makes much more sense of us being suitable, or the podcast being suitable for any listener. So episode 11 and 12 were under the title, What's All the Fuss About Siams? So we're exploring the new Siams framework. And uh, you can go to the previous two podcasts. The last one was mostly about the domino effect, so the process from getting the phone call through to and beyond the inspection. So this episode 13 continues to answer the same question, but we will be focusing on a couple of other areas as we finish this series. That doesn't mean to say the podcast is coming to an end. Uh, send in your questions, send in your thoughts, and uh, we will be addressing other things over the next, well, into the future. Uh, and I do plan one in particular before the end of term called Reflect or and Renew. So it's just looking back over the year and looking to the future. Right, let's get underway. Um, Dawn, we've been talking, of course, because it's central to the inspection process, about an articulated theological rooted vision. In other words, the conversation we're going to need to have had in order to be able to have with the inspector. What do we do or what happens when a school hasn't got an articulated theological rooted Christian vision? or a vision that's particularly Christian? I th well, let's go with if they've not got a particular theologically rooted vision. I think it's something to say, don't, first of all, don't panic. And if you've had your um, SIAMS inspection and you've got the report, that report will tell you that um, things that need that will need doing and that will, report will be structured in a way that will help you to move forward so that your uh, theological rooted vision is rooted in what you're doing today is rooted in your school so I think if you have a science report have your science inspection and you don't and it comes back that they don't you the that you don't have the theologically rooted vision don't panic. It's one of these things. It will happen to schools. I'd love to sit here and say it's never going to happen. But let's be honest, it will happen. And use the report as something positive. Use the report as something to say, OK, this is what we need to do in order to get our vision theologically rooted. I think the second part of your question, Mike, what happens if your vision isn't particularly Christian? Then I think you personally, I would be saying to governors, you need to look at um, actually revisioning. You need to be looking at what you can do. How would you get a new vision for your school, which is Christian, and who can help you? 
different dioceses do it differently, but there will be support from dioceses out there um, to help you um, to help you with that vision. And of course, um, they are saying, and we may have mentioned this before, that uh, clergy have a particular yeah. role in helping schools to develop that vision. Uh, I suppose in a sense that sounds good and they should have the theological perspective in order to help along that conversation and the re-envisioning where that's necessary. Do you perceive any particular issues and problems that that might cause? For the school or the community? Well, mostly I think for the clergy. Aha, okay. Yeah. Oh, now then, am I talking with my education hat on or with my vicar hat on? Well, I think you're, you're a whole person, so <laughs> it doesn't divide up like that. <laughs> I think um, the only issue I can see from a vicar's perspective, and I'll be brutally honest, is time. Um, is the time that they would need to give this and to give the school in order to help them um revision that's the only that's the only issue i can see um but i think if a if a vicar is passionate about school's work then this will be something that they would prioritize anyway i do think it is worth saying though mike as much as a lot of clergy are passionate about school's work and um, some clergy are not and they just do not have it. They don't have the gifts. They don't have the skills. And when I was teaching, I had vicars in my classroom who just don't get education. And if they don't get it, don't push it. Because mm, mm. that will just damage both the school and the clergy person. And yeah. there'll be others around in the church that will be able to fulfil that. Yeah. I do think there's a potential issue for some that their theological position as a member of the clergy or their theological training may may be too deep for the context. If they don't, yeah. I'm not asking or suggesting they should water it down, but to recognise the educational context and the, the place where the individuals around the table for this discussion are coming from, which may or may not be with a Christian faith, unless they're foundation governors, um, and also may, it depends where people's own, uh, we might describe it as a theological understanding sits, and that will be a spectrum of people mm. in most contexts, won't it? And I think it's that sensitivity that will be needed in those discussions, that those discussions do need to happen. And even where a school is confident that their vision is a Christian vision, that they think it's potentially theologically rooted and that may be because they've got a bible verse with it which of course when we if we go were to go back to the earlier podcast when we talked about a theological vision or rooted vision it's not about it having simply having a bible verse uh it's much deeper than that um i think that conversation has got to happen if you're in the window for next year you're on the list right at the beginning of next term if you're not in the window next year, then you've got some more time to do that. But I would argue, I think you might agree, it's a good thing to do anyway. Oh, yeah, def definitely. It's it's not doing it to tick a Siam's box. Let's be honest. When we non nobody in education is about this. Um, but yeah, if you just have a Bible verse, go deeper. Hmm. Why? Why is it that that Bible verse? 
what was behind that verse and how do you live that how or how are you going to live that out in the school in the community how does it impact your children how does it impact your staff and it's and there's there rel- might be relatively easy questions that 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 can be answered quite quick yeah however they are theologically speaking hermeneutic questions um and so that's where you, where governors will need help because i mean i do see uh, vision statements with bible verses and the bible verses do not mean that mm-hmm. i think we talked about that earlier um mm-hmm. so it is something to revisit should we move to another couple of areas before we Hmm. finish because we're going to try and make this a slightly shorter uh podcast than the previous two Uh, do you want to ask the next question yeah so um sometimes schools think for siams and for ofsted it's all about uh, putting on a good show so can we, can we do that with the new SIAMS framework, Mike? Can we just go, I haven't got the time to do the big thinking. Let's just put on a show for a day. Come on, team, we can do this. I suspect not. <laughs> uh, not least because the inspection is not only or even primarily about wandering around the school with with the fill, form to fill in um, and watching things in around us, in and around the school and in the classrooms. Uh, there will be some of that, but it's not the big priority. The big priority uh, is the conversations that the inspector will have with the governors as well as the senior, senior staff. So uh, some people will try and blag it, I guess. It might be possible to, to do that. But because of the, if you look at the framework and the specific questions that will inform the questioning of the inspector, you really do have to have thought it through and talked it through. Because if they're getting a slightly different message from, you know, um, the per- first person they they have a conversation with and then the fifth person, they're going to be asking themselves, have these people actually had a conversation? Have these people actually worked this through? they got a theologically rooted Christian vision or is it just words on a page? So I I do think that uh, it's not about stage management of any kind. It's about being open and transparent in conversation. And they do say they want these inspections to be much more discursive than uh, what we've been used to in the past I think that that that's helpful. I think Mike talking that, that it is more about com, which might um, scare some people. Some people might like that idea of a the old clipboard and a tick list of things to do. Um, but we we've mentioned on previous podcasts. I think Mike um, the Grove booklet that Margaret James has written, a fresh look at church school inspection. And if you haven't read it, it's really worth a read. But in that book, she mentions that the inspections will be carried out in a crisp. Do you know what she's meaning by that, Mike? Can you just repeat that because um, your your internet went. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, so I was saying that um, for some people, that the, a conversation might freak people out, um, and that um, in in her book, um, Fresh Look at Church School Inspection, Margaret James talks that the inspections will be carried out in a Christian manner, and I was wondering, Mike, if you could expand on what you think she might mean. Yeah, I mean, the book is, has got a whole chapter on that, um, which on a booklet of six 
chapters, I think, is is quite significant. Um, if I give you the headings, contextual evidence, discursive yet focused, authoritative and and expert yet collaborative, approachable yet firm, compassionate yet challenging. Obviously, there's a fair bit of thinking mm. gone into this idea mm. of what it means to be in a Christian manner. Let me read an extract from it, short extract. It says, inspection in a Christian manner will always be respectful. It will always honour and dignify those involved. It will always be compassionate and take context into account. And it will always seek to understand the truth. Those carrying it out will always be cognizant of their status as fleeting guests within schools. They will be kind, open-minded, fair, expert and approachable, while simultaneously being determined, rigorous, challenging, authoritative and experience-led. Wow. It kind of blows your mind does. how far-reaching that sounds. But take a couple of words out of it, honour and dignify and fleeting guests. And I think you begin to can reflect on that this ought to be different from the experience we've had in the past from either Siams or uh, Ofsted, because there's a different intent. Mm. I think it is the intent. I don't think we should get we should ever go go away thinking, well, they're going to be nice, they're going to be weak-minded, it's going to be pleasant, we won't feel put through any kind of test. Um, obviously, well, the quote finishes up rigorous, challenging, etc. So it's clearly not going to be a walkover, or a, you know, a walk in a park. But I think it is intentional that there is something built into the manner of the inspector and also into the uh, experience of those of us who are on the receiving end. Another comment that she makes uh, very early in the chapter is something about the inspection must bear the imprint of the touch of Christ. Well, when we think back to the Gospels and the life of Jesus, as he mixed with people, there were times when he was very calm and appealing and approachable. In fact, even when the disciples were saying, duh, you, you just go away. It happened with children, didn't it? Mm. Amongst others. Jesus is saying, no, 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 let them come to me. Um, so he had that sort of attitude of being people orientated. And I think we would hope and pray and long that uh, science inspectors might behave something like that. But at the same time, he called out mm. wrong. And he was clear, even in his teaching, that there were standards, if you like, or uh, things that were from God that we need to take notice of. And I, uh, you know, there's no escaping the fact that the framework makes it clear that there needs to be this theologically rooted Christian vision. After these three podcasts and several training sessions, that does now trip off my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, at the same time, we need to recognise they are having to decide, are we living up to that? Is that the lived experience in the in the school or is it falling a little bit short? And what can be done to bring the school to a place where 
uh, those things are true. And that lived experience is directly outflowing out from from the um, vision. I wonder if it's something like, and it's another metaphor that may help some people. So uh, my wife's a horticulturalist. She does loads of gardening at home and for work. And uh, I know from her, because I'm that's not my thing at all, that pruning is an absolute mm. essential. Yeah. And the only way we prune is to know where we could do better, yeah. where we could do more. Um, and then that enables us to be yet more fruitful in, in the future. It's a bit like Jesus' model of the vine. Mm. Uh, which is in, I think, John chapter 12. John chapter, I've got it looked up on here. So um, John chapter 15, got there in the end. Um, And if you would like at some point in part of your thinking about uh, governance and the new science framework, just to pick up a Bible and read John 15, I think Mm. you'll get some real insight from what Jesus is saying. And then you can, reflect on that in the context of your school governance that was a long answer to a better better question <laughs> it's a good one though mac it's good so we need to finish we've got a couple of minutes left so what do you think to sum up all that we've said over the last uh, uh these three podcasts what do you th- what do you think this science framework is going to mean in practice Two minutes, sum it all up. No, no challenge then. Um, I, I honestly think it means I would, and I hope and I pray it means that the inspectors model themselves on Jesus in the sense of they are coming to get alongside the school, really understand what that theologically rooted vision is and how it's impacting um, the children, the staff, the community. Um, And within that, I would expect them to be asking the questions that no one else will ask you. So um, going back to Bible verses, I would look at um, John John chapter 21, where Jesus is having that conversation with Simon Peter and asking him, do you love me? Um, And Simon Peter goes, yes, of course, you know I do. And Jesus asks that question three times. Um, in recognition of Simon Peter having denied him three times at his crucifixion. Um, And it was done, it was hard. We can never imagine how hard it was for Simon Peter. But it was done out of love and out of a a respect and an honour and a wanting Simon to feel almost better in himself and to be able to move forward. And I would hope that the Siam's inspectors model themselves on Jesus, coming alongside, getting to know you, getting to understand you, asking those questions so that you as a school know where you are and can move forward in whatever direction that would be. So, yeah, that would be my summing up. John, look at John 21. Look at that conversation. So how theologically rooted are we? I've given them John 15 and you've given them John 21. So um, you, I, I would suggest reading from John 15 through to 21. And you get the crucifixion of Jesus, which puts us right at the heart of things. 
but all the time thinking, what does this mean to me? What does this mean to governance? What does it mean to our school? And how does my school react or would react to some of those themes and thoughts? And you're beginning to do some theological reflection. It's not that hard, is it, really? No. Um, it's just taking us back to the uh, to the scriptures as the framework in which we do all the other things um, and are guided by God, by his Holy Spirit. Well, Dawn, we must stop. But thank you so much for these three um, podcasts. I've personally really enjoyed the conversation. Some feedback I've had. Um, we've been likened to Alistair Campbell and Rory Stewart, the <laughs> new Rest is Governance podcast, if you like. Um, so we maybe have to come back together on this uh, in the future and yeah. discuss some other things because um, I really appreciate your input and our conversations. Let's conclude with a prayer and then we will finish the podcast. Um, I'm going to ask you again, Dawn, if you'd conclude with the prayer. Happily, let's pray. Gracious God, thank you for the gift of schools, for the gift of governors. Thank you for um, all our children. As we focus on Siams, help us to see that it is not a box to sit, tick, but about ensuring the best for our children, for our staff, that they can see Christ in each other and respond Christianly to everything. For we ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. So thank you for listening. Thank you, Dawn, for being with us for a third time. And until next time, uh, we pray that God will bless your governance and your lives. Thank you for being with us. My pleasure. <laughs>